You're listening to Dig to Win, the podcast that levels up your e-com game and inspires you to adopt a winning entrepreneurial mindset. Here are your hosts, Michael Fennick and Jamie Paros. Welcome everybody, episode three, Dig to Win. We're back in the podcast seat this week. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. Very excited to be here and hello to all our listeners. I'm loving this podcast thing, mate. I just get a, a bit of a kick out of doing this. It's pretty it's pretty good fun and we uh we've been a guest on a few podcast shows and they're quite they're quite interesting and always been good for us, but now actually doing one for ourselves, it's it's really exciting and so just a little side note, I encourage anyone out there that wants to start their own podcast. It's really cool fun. So um, welcome back to episode three. We've had some amazing support, um, some great reviews. People are starting to watch the show and giving us some great feedback. So we just hope to continue every Friday. Usually on a Friday morning, this thing gets released and just keep bringing value and more value. Mick, anything from the week before we get into the show that you want to point out? Um, it's been great again to uh, get some more reviews and Please hit the subscribe button. It helps the algorithm with us and dig to win. But, Michael, we're loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'm really pleased with the the, the day we're releasing the podcast being a, a Friday, Friday morning, usually 6 a.m., so we might get people on their walk or walking the dog. But I think what that does, it's a really great way of ending the week. Um, we give you some, some e-com gold nuggets, but most importantly, we finish off allowing you to roll into the weekend with a bit of a mindset buzz, if we can call that, fire up fuel. We want to get you guys to think about the mindset is so important. It's just as important as selecting the right product almost. So, um, mate, really pleased with all the feedback and for everyone that's left reviews, thank you very, very much. And it's 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 coming down to game time for us now, isn't it, Michael? Q4, the end of it, holiday season as e-com, you know, uh, private label sellers, this is like the busy end. This is like our grand final, so to speak, uh, coming up to the holiday season and, and all the Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff, um, all that sort of stuff, which we're really, really looking forward to, which can change the way our whole year looks next year with inventory and revenue and all sorts of stuff. It sets us up for a 12 months. Um, so it's quite exciting time in e-com right now. Um yeah, so look, we're going to get straight into the show. We've got some nuggets to bring you in our Ecom Intel, as always. So let's get into it, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this. The Dick to Win, Ecom Intel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ecom Intel. Now, Jamie, today's Ecom Intel is um, a really important one because when you think about an Ecom business, okay, at the core is product selection. Without a product, you haven't got an e-com business. You've just got a logo and you know some samples. Now, what we want to touch on today is really important, guys. Um, we want you guys to start thinking about how you can take the blinkers off when you're doing your product research. Now, you may be thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? So let me give you a simple scenario. One thing that Jamie and I advocate is that, you know, if you're a beginner seller, potentially look at niches that have good search volume um, in terms of Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon. Um, you know, search terms are very important for that platform. And basically, um, you know, what a lot of people do is, especially for their first product, 
they may enter into a niche that is super, super competitive. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say I'm a seller and I want to start selling kayaks, okay? Now, um, that might be a very competitive niche. It's a large product. There's a lot of different big brands in there and sporting brands and stuff. And if I was to tackle that niche, potentially it could be a tough slog. Would you agree, Jamie? Oh, I'd agree, other than the the big product. But I think you're getting you know the analogy across about, yep. yeah, being a tough competitive niche. Kayaks are out there. Um, and that's the main product of the niche. Yes. And, and I do want to stress that we wouldn't sell kayaks because, you know, obviously, Jamie being the optimization king, we wouldn't go into that type of product. But this is just for educational purposes. So if we're looking at the kayak, we might have the blinkers on and we're only looking at the kayak. But what we want to encourage you to do, the, the skill we want you to develop is to take the blinkers off and look at niches that support the kayak. The big so product. for example, you're right, example, can you get into the oars niche? Kayaks need oars. It's a sub-niche. It may not be as competitive. It may be an, en- an easier entry into the market and you may be able to bring some really cool USP uh, to that niche and win. What about kayak trolleys? Think about products that support the main product you're looking at. Kayaks are big, they're heavy, hard to carry. Maybe you can have look at a kayak trolley. So I hope this is landing, Jamie. Can you see what we're trying to get across here? The big product, great, but look at the products around it, the products that support it to allow you to get in the market in a, you know, a niche that's not as competitive and potentially allow you to dominate with great USP. Yeah, you nailed it, mate. Like people come into the e-com space and they look at the golden product of the niche being the kayak as this example. But there's kayak storage in garage, lifts, straps, hooks, um, backpacks. You know, people are out for the whole day kayaking. There could be, you know, GPS, um, seats, all 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 the supporting products around the product. And I think when, um, you know, we've been fortunate enough, Michael, to, uh, you know, help a fair, fair few people out through, you know, the end game at, um, access and, and network and stuff. And we, and we get the privileged position of seeing different people's products and their businesses and this and that. And when people have this epiphany and they have that breakthrough, we see it on our calls. We see it with people that we speak to. They go, oh, I get it. I totally get it now. I don't have to sell the kayak. I can sell the hooks, the straps, the seats, the backpacks, the water kits, um, the GPSs and bits and pieces that go with it, which support the niche. And, you know, this kayak analogy that you've used, Michael, is just obviously just for educational purposes. But if you think about products that you're looking at at the moment in your own business or have in your own business, even if you're successful with the main unicorn product of your brand or that niche, you could probably spark some really cool thought now of products that are going to come into your brand to support it with things that we're talking about. It's a really good thing, Michael, that you've brought up. And and I think lots more people need to take the blinkers off, like you said. Mate, you brought up a really good point. Um, We know there's a lot of existing brand owners out there and they're looking to scale and expand. and, 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 And this applies to you as well, not just the beginner 
who's looking at the first product and they think, oh, you know, it's very competitive. But if you've got that brand and you're looking for other products to expand, well, take the blinkers off. Just sit down and go, right, here's the kayak. What else do people need when they use this product? And you brought up some great ideas, you know, the the storage, the straps, etc. So um, we always just think, when I say this one dimensionally, we always look at one product, but you've got to stop now, guys, and you've got to look at the products that support because they're under the radar, probably not as many big brands in there. And with the USP and the branding skills that we advocate in the network and obviously our private group, the access, um, you can walk in there and dominate a niche and um, wrap a great brand around it and it's game over. Is it fair to say, mate? That when you do these sort of things, and maybe people don't see this angle as well, that you're introducing a lot more keywords and keywords being, you know, Amazon and e-com and Google, it's search engine. So people are typing in keywords to find products. And now we're introducing different keywords, different demand, and we can actually quantify how this business will look as we scale. I think that that's something that people need to think about too, mate. What do you think about the diversity around keywords? Yeah, big, big point, as we call them, mate. They're uh, keyword soldiers. So um, any moment you can find a niche that um, has a lot of different keywords and people are actively typing these in, and obviously Opportunity Explorer, new tool that Amazon's introduced, we've got more data at our fingertips. We've got more ways now, more than ever, of ways to mitigate our risk. And um, you cannot sell a secret. It's impossible to sell a secret. You People have to want it and type it and search for it on Amazon. So um, mission critical. But, uh, but the, the big take home now um, is you've got to take the blinkers off. Let's not just get tunnel vision. Let's look around. There's the kayak. What's around the kayak? It's... Very, very important. Would you say that putting yourself into the shoes of the buyer and the activity that whatever you're selling is going to help that? Because I think that that would, because we've just unraveled a couple of products then. I get home from kayaking. You might have to wash it. You might have to store it. How do you get it off the roof? Is it something that you do on your own? Is there a device that's used for that? What about the straps that hold it down? Like, Living the whole, your car. Yep. exactly the whole yep. experience. Um, it's probably best we we advocate this a lot. Like, put yourself in the shoes of the user, the seller, the buyer, um, and and that will give you ideas as well. What's your thoughts on that, Mick? Well, every product reveal we've done, the garden flag stand, the rain barrel, bite bag, all our USP and our, I suppose, our offer was formed around sitting down much like this on a Zoom, um, and saying, right, let's use the product like in our imagination and come out up with these USP ideas and different supporting products potentially. So it's it's massive. If you're not doing it, I think you're leaving US, USP on the table if we can say that. Yeah, awesome. Um okay, that's cool. And I think that there's there's a lot of there's a lot there for people to unpack. Um it's always great to just riff about these things. Even talking to ourselves about it, Michael, it sort of reiterates our, our our teachings and stuff like that and also just gives people some 
ideas and and some inspiration to have a look around you know sub niches around these these main products but that's cool um we've got a massive fire up fuel this week this is my favorite um part of the show when we uh introduce our fire up fuel for the week and this one is a beauty we will see you on the other side of this the dig to win fire up fuel Welcome back, everybody. Fire up fuel time. And uh, today we're going to be talking about motivation. So as an entrepreneur, um, we have goals, we have a vision, we have dreams, desires. We, we can see something in our mind's eye that, that we want. But what gets us there is motivation. And the thing that can stop us is a lack of motivation. So Jamie... I want to bring you in on this because um, one thing you don't lack is motivation, mate. So interesting fire up fuel to talk about today around motivation. Mate, I, I see a lot of the people that we talk to um, in our circle, other entrepreneurs, people who are you know looking to, to get to that next level in their lives with an entrepreneurial journey or business. And one thing that I see with all the successful people, you'd, be, you'd see it yourself, mate, you've dealt with so many people at that level in your network is they don't lack motivation. No one needs it at that level. If you have a look at all the people who are making it in this in this realm, they don't lack motivation. They their goals, their drive, and everything that they're looking to achieve, it doesn't take motivation to think of that final outcome to get there. I want to plug myself out of the matrix, so to speak. I want to live life on my own terms. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it with the people I want to do it with. That's enough drive for me to just build my own life on my terms. So I don't need any motivation at all to get to where my vision of where I see myself and our family and the people and partners and business partners that I see being coming along this journey with me to make that happen a reality. I don't need motivation for that. Um, so I know that there's a lot of people out there that have this this comfort zone and, it, and it's sometimes scary jumping into this world for the first time. And I understand that. Um, and that's cool. You know, everyone has to break through those comfort zones. But you should want to do it. You shouldn't have to be motivated or inspired constantly to have to do it. I think that's the difference with people that are successful. They want it to happen. And they'll do anything it takes to get there. You know, whether that's, you've said it before, whether that's staying up and doing that work at 1am, which, you know, obviously it's not cool to be working at 1am, but sometimes you've got to have that extra gear that we've talked about. Motivation shouldn't be something that's seeked. You shouldn't be seeking motivation. It should be always within. If, if someone, in my view, if someone lacks motivation or doesn't have the drive to go that other gear, to go that extra gear. My opinion is that they don't want their end vision enough. Yep. Would, would that be fair to say? Oh, 100%. And you know what? That's, it, but that's okay, Mick, because it's not for everybody. People see the the end result of, of people like that are successful on social media and they want to get that. But they didn't see the year or two years of grinding and working and problems and heartache and 
issues with, you know, balancing life with kids and partners and life. They just see this end result and go, I want that. But then when they get a small taste of what it's like that it's going to take to get to that, they bail. So it's not for everybody and that's cool. But you'll know very quickly and we'll sort the pack out, so to speak, very quickly to see who keeps going. The people who bail, so they've got this, you know, this vision. They want to be an entrepreneur. They've got a goal. But if they bail, they don't want it enough. They're not hungry enough. I mean, it's, it's so evident. Being an entrepreneur is a lonely journey. And a lot of the work's done on your own, looking at a laptop, being on a Zoom with different team members, you know, hustling. And you could be, it's funny, like being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is the ultimate test of faith because you're working on something that you may not see results for for one, two, three, five years and you're still working towards something even though it may not work out, that's faith. But what's driving you to keep on going even though you can't see the results and you're not tasting it is motivation. And it all comes down to hunger. I'll tell you what, mate. It's a big thing. And um, the people, if we want to keep it simple, the people who succeed, I don't think need motivation. It's always good to get, look, let me just say this before you have another stab at it, but it's always great to be motivated. I love to be motivated. I love seeing things and and say, oh, did you see that guy? Look what he built. But like, it's not at a place of like, I lack it, so I'm searching for it. It's It's at more of a position like, wow, that was so cool what he or she built. Like that would have taken hours on your own in that office, on the Zooms, on that thing. Like it's appreciation. And that kind of motivates me to think, wow, that person reached their goal. Well done. Pat on the back. You know, big applause. I've got the utmost respect for you. That That's what you've built. But I don't look for motivation to keep me going in my, my goals and my tasks every day. But I love motivation. I love seeing all that stuff. I, I, I love it. I love inspiration. I love inspirational posts. I love motivational posts. But I don't need it. I just enjoy seeing it, but I don't need it. I want to go deeper, but I think the recipe, the recipe for motivation, I think the underlying underlying fuel for people who show motivation is belief in themselves and their abilities. Because if you look at the end result and you look within yourself and you go, you know what, I've got the ability I've got the resources, I've got the talent to make that happen. If you believe it, that's when you don't need motivation because ultimately you know you're going to get there and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. So potentially the people that bail out, do they lack belief in themselves? Because if they know that they can't fail, why are they bailing out? It's a belief, it's a belief thing, I think, in my opinion. So do you, when you see people that are like that, do you say, well done, they've got some amazing confidence? Hundred percent. Okay, so I mean, it's you confidence. think about you think about the big unicorns of uh, in in the tech world, for example, your Canvas, Facebooks, Instagram. The founders were had an idea. They, you know, 
created this idea and started pitching investors and went through all that because they believed in what they were creating, but they believed in their ability to execute and solve the problem. It's, I think it's a big, big clue you know, in, in the motivational space of being an entrepreneur. It's huge. The lack of belief, I think, will throttle back your motivation. And if you've got no belief, your motivation is out the window. Mm. I love it, mate. I love it. And we could probably talk for another half an hour on this and we riff about different personalities and confidence, but um, coming up to 20 minutes and we love we love these, you know, bite-size um, podcast size that we do that just give you as much information. But I think that there's a lot there to digest, especially with this fire-up fuel which has just been amazing to, to riff a little bit about um, the motivational side of things. But uh, thanks, Mick, for another great episode, episode three. Um, any final words before we take off? No, just to all our listeners, hope you're getting massive value from this. Um, we want to try and expand your mind and get you thinking in ways that you may not have considered in the past. And um, all we want is for you guys just to, to smash your ideas and businesses and e-com products out of the park. And uh, we're very passionate about that. So have a great weekend. Awesome. Guys, lots of love out there. Episode three is done and dusted. We'll catch you next week on Dig to Win. Thanks, everybody, for your time. And uh, don't forget forget to hit that subscribe button. Uh, Take care, everyone. Lots of love out there. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to Dig to Win. To connect with Michael and Jamie, follow them on Instagram at Jamie Palos and at Michael Fennick or join their award-winning Amazon Facebook group, Endgame Network.